You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we work to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear the good news about the person and work of Jesus and as we scatter to share it. We hope that you enjoy. Put yourself in the place of the deaf mute in today's gospel lesson. Imagine what it would be like to live in a world where there is no sound. Now, granted, for a little while, it might be a welcome change for some of you. No cell phones, no text messages and alerts, no whining kids, no crying baby, no parents droning on and on and on. For a while, it'd be great. But think for a moment what it would really be like. You would see people talking, but you wouldn't know what they are talking about. Are they talking about you? Imagine the paranoia that might set in. Nor could you tell people why you're crying or why you're happy. You wouldn't be able to ask what's going on. You'd never hear, nor would you ever speak the words, I love you. Even though you would be surrounded by people, you'd be locked up in a little world forever by yourself. Oh, there'd be people who would eat with you, people who would touch you, people who would take care of you. Hopefully, anyway. But there would be people that you would never really get to know. Imagine the the loneliness. Loneliness, we're told, is an epidemic these days. It's so serious that in England, they put together at the beginning of this year a minister for loneliness in the government to to tackle the social and health issues caused by social isolation. And if it is, as some researchers say, that there are 42 million U.S. adults ages 45 and older who are suffering from loneliness, in fact, the loneliest generation the world has ever known are people between the ages of 18 and 22. Maybe you're one of the lonely. And having 500 Instagram connections doesn't end the emotional destruction and desolation of loneliness. When God created the world, he declared it good. Very good, he finally said. Very good until he saw something that wasn't good. Not Not good in the sense that God had messed up on something, but not good in the sense that it was not yet complete. Remember what it was? God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Loneliness wasn't good in the beginning. It never has been, and it never will be. God didn't create us to live locked up in a little world all by ourselves. He created us to be in relationship. He created us each of us, for union, for communion with himself and with one another. He created us to live together in love, to care for one another, to have compassion for each other, to have one another around in our lives. Anything less is not good. He even calls the church his body. And parts of any body, his body included, can't live for long, separated in loneliness, apart from the rest of the body. Alone isn't good. 
The deaf mute in today's gospel knew the loneliness of his exile. And we, I dare say, know something of it too. You don't have to be deaf and mute to be lonely. Lonely and alone without real friends. Alone without a spouse because he's died. Because she's left you all alone. You don't have to be deaf and mute to be lonely. You can be left standing lonely on the sidelines, all alone looking in at a world around you, alone at the bottom, at the bottom that we get, or alone at the top. Both are very lonely places. And if you think the top isn't lonely, ask Kate or Anthony or Robin. Alone in a happiness that others just don't give a rip about? Or alone in a sadness that's isolated you from everybody else? Alone in a loneliness that's sucking the life out of you? How many million people surround you? Their houses built right on top of yours, no yard to the left, no yard to the right, and you're nothing but alone. It keeps you up at night. It drives you to flutter from relationship to relationship in hope that this one will finally fill the lonely, empty void. Loneliness starves us. It scares us. It forces faces into pillows at night where no one can hear us cry. Deaf mutes aren't the only ones drowning in a sea of humanity and still feeling utterly all by themselves. So why this dreadful loneliness? Because, because years ago, Adam decided he wanted to go it alone and by his own dreadful choice, cut himself off from the God who'd created him and who had given him a purpose and a spouse. Cut himself off from the God who would walk with him in the garden in the cool of the day. The God who graciously had given him all that he needed to support this body and life. Sin did that, and our sin does it to us too. It's not from goodness that we're lonely. It's our sins that have cut us off from one another. It's our sins that have cut us off from the God who loves us. It's our sins that have silenced and muted and deafened us. And whatever we do, whatever we do to fill that void, whether it's sell our soul for a little attention or give our bodies over to whatever it is that masquerades for love or drown it in something, nothing quite fits the bill. But look at what happened to this deaf mute. Suddenly, those who considered themselves to be his friends, who had tried in vain to break through the walls of his isolation, were dragging him along, carrying him. And he hasn't got a clue about what's happening. He can see from his friends' faces that they're excited. He wants to ask why, what does this mean, where are we going, but he doesn't even have the words. He can't ask a thing. They carry him to a place where people are talking to a stranger. They get the stranger's attention and point him to the deaf mute. And the stranger walks up and takes his hand and looks at him in a way that tells him he's not alone. Then taking him aside from others, his eyes never leaving the deaf mutes, this stranger does a strange thing. He pokes his fingers into the man's ears without permission, 
Because the answer would have been no. And he spits and touches the man's tongue. And again, without permission, because the answer would have been no. And with that, the barriers of isolation begin to break down. And with a deep sigh, this stranger looks up into heaven. For the truth is, there is no one more grieved than this stranger at the loneliness that the not good of sin and death has imposed on this broken man and on his broken world. And in his sigh, he prays. He prays that sin and death and the loneliness and isolation that it's caused comes to an end. And then, a miracle. A recreation. In the beginning, God. God's creative words spoke all things into existence and all things were good because they were united to him and to one another. And now, this very same word that was spoken into the darkness, causing light to be light, this very same word now become flesh and blood in the womb of Mary. This very same word speaks and his creative word brings into existence what he says. Ephatha, open up. And those were the first words that this deaf mute ever heard. Not mommy, not daddy, but open up. And his tongue was set free as well to speak with clarity. Jesus had broken through the walls of isolation and brought this deaf mute out of the prison of his loneliness and into the joy of communion with Jesus and with his friends and neighbors besides. And this miracle all happened in part because his friends brought him to Jesus. Do you see what's going on for you in this? Our Lord Jesus has come into your world too to bring you out of the isolation that sin creates and the loneliness of darkness and the solitude of death. Our Lord Jesus has come to bring you out of your lonely prison and bring you into the joy of communion with himself and with his Father and the Holy Spirit and into union with one another. And how does he do that? Not by somehow mystically lifting us up out of here, maybe out of, maybe for a few moments or two in, in, in worship, but he comes right into the middle of where you are, right into the loneliness of your exile, right into the loneliness that's dreadfully common amongst all of us, right into everything that has shut you up and shut you out and shut you down. He doesn't expect that somehow in our lonely, blind, deaf-mutedness, we're going to find our own way out. If it were going to work that way, he would have to wait forever for us. No, he seeks us out. He seeks you out. He comes to you. He comes to you even without your permission, because the answer would have been no. He enters your loneliness. And oh, he really does know what loneliness is all about. Remember his dreadful cry on the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's, there's no place that you will go that your Lord Jesus has not already gone. And so there is no place where you will ever find yourself where he is not, especially in your loneliness. He's there with you when you're feeling nothing less than blind, deaf, and mute, 
isolated from anyone who really cares. He's there with you in your joys when no one else really cares. He's there with you in your suffering when no one else really cares. And he's there even with you in your dying, walking with you even when no one else can. And he knows the way. Even through death, all the way to the resurrection. Because he's walked that way before. Into the deaf mutedness of our faithlessness. That's right, into our faithlessness. He has said, Evita, be opened. And just as in the beginning, he speaks into existence what wasn't there. He speaks into existence, into our lives, faith and trust in him. And it's here in Christ's church then, where we found a place where God's word has opened our ears and sighted our eyes and loosened our tongues for praise. Here he's placed us into a family where words of forgiveness, words of absolution are continually spoken to free us from loneliness and give us a life lived together where where all the burdens and joys are shared and where we taste, where we taste week after week, heaven on earth at his banquet table, where real life is dished out. And just as friends of the deaf mute had brought this man to Jesus, our Lord Jesus sends us out, all of the baptized, out from this place into a world where loneliness really does reign, where ears are deaf, to the voice of God and tongues are tied up to bitter complaining and arguing and every kind of behavior that that looks so tantalizing in the beginning, but it only ends up in driving people apart and leaving hearts broken and, and lonely. Our Lord Jesus sends us to do for others what this deaf man's friends did for him, to bring them to Jesus to bring them to the only one who can really break through and end all the isolation and unite them to a family that is all born from one womb. The baptismal font. A family that's always growing and never destroyed, not even by death itself. A family that never stops eating together on earth or in heaven, gathering together around one table to eat together one holy food. A family that is God's answer and God's gift to every loneliness your heart has ever felt. One last time, Jesus will speak, Ephatha, open up. One last time. But this time, not into closed ears and mouths and hearts, but into sealed tombs on the last day, into what appears to all the world to be your final isolation six feet under, where we will all lie dead alone. Jesus is going to shout, Ephatha, open up. And just like with the deaf mute, when Jesus speaks his powerful word, things happen. Light comes into being. The deaf hear. The mute speak clearly. And death and the grave, your death and your grave, will be no different. Death and the grave will have no choice but to obey and open up and release those bound by its dreadful darkness. So may Jesus continue to say Ephatha into our hearts and minds. 
keeping us always open to him and opening us up when we're not. May Jesus continue to say Ephatha into our ears and onto our tongues, moving us to constantly hear his word and praise him for his goodness. And may the word Ephatha give your heart, broken by whatever loneliness is sucking the life out of you, may his word open up, give you hope for the future that is yours in Jesus Christ. And all this is yours because your sins that have brought you such bitter isolation, those sins are forgiven. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.